welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast, your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. That was a very odd sound. Was it? Yeah. What did it sound like? Hello. Hello. It was like a sort of bird call, sort of strange bird. I've been practising. Yeah. Hmm. I think you're going to feel embarrassed when you hear this back. <laughs> yeah. I do it anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's um, quite common. Uh, the, like, this is our 12th episode now, and... Uh, the format of the show is simply this. Myself and Rob report on stories that we find interesting or amusing from our local home towns. And for Rob, he's reporting from Swindon and Stroud, and I'm reporting on stories from South East London, but also from Bournemouth. For reasons I'm not going to bother to go into here, you can listen to an earlier podcast. Second house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a second house. My parents have a house that used to belong to my now-deceased grandmother. They have... They, all the way through my life growing up, they did not own two homes. This was bequeathed we'll to them. This was bequeathed to them. <laughs> uh, but hang on, before that, we can be found oh, yeah. on iTunes. Um, we're there in the podcast section. If you put in Alex and Rob or you search for local anaesthetic, we have a website, which is www.lapodcast.net. That's lapodcast.net. From there, you can download all of the episodes or you can follow the links to iTunes there. Mm-hmm. Rob, do you want to tell people? Because we can be found on Facebook and Twitter, can't yeah, we? Yeah, Facebook. Um, if you... It's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash local podcast. We've only got 20 likes, which is 10 more than we had a few weeks ago, but if we could still do that. Leave a message and uh, I will endeavour to reply. Um, also, we're on Twitter at, at LA Podcast. Uh, please leave me a tweet. Uh, I will, again, endeavour to get back to you. I know that I'm, I'm a bit slower on that because. Um, Why are you slow on it? You've got this fancy mobile and your mobile which can't Yeah, well, the time. difference Why is because I have to change between accounts. Now, I know that's only a touch Do you of... actually use Twitter as your... As yeah, I use Twitter as well. Do you? Yeah. Why? Because I'm a busy man, Alex. People like to know who I am. Well, I was incensed the other day <laughs> because I went... This is, this is very much related to this. Right. But I'm also... I'm disappointed that you use Twitter. I'm disappointed in you personally. Why? Well, I shall tell you why. Okay. <laughs> this is my reasoning why. But before I tell you that, I'm going to tell you a related story again. to this. Yeah, Rob's got sparkling water again. Don't spill it everywhere. Is it, it's, it's been opened. Yeah, it's still now, isn't it? No, this is sparkling. No, but it's gone flat. It might be, yeah. It's not, it's open Rather like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor's surgery the other day. I'm not going to name the doctor's surgery. Um, I'm not generally that fond of doctors overall. Um, uh, and this doctor's surgery seems particularly bad. And I don't think it has the best reputation. But this genuinely appalled me. And everybody I've told it to has said, this is appalling. Mm. So I'm in there, right, to arrive for my appointment... The guy behind the desk at the reception in a doctor's surgery, this is a professional context, yeah. is wearing a t-shirt. You know the Twitter logo? Well, he's wearing a t-shirt and it just says, Twatter. <laughs> and in under- the surgery. And underneath it's the tagline, nobody cares what you're doing. Now, we'll get onto that in a second, because I agree with the sentiment that he was making. <laughs> he's in a professional context. He is wearing a t-shirt with the word Twatter on it. And for anybody who doesn't know, the word twat is English slang for a lady's part. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's very brave. I mean, it depends if you... It's not brave. It's not brave. The, 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 man, right, the, guy, the doctor who came out to see me runs this place. He saw this guy wearing a t-shirt. He didn't say anything. It's symptomatic of what is going on in that doctor's surgery. Yeah, okay. And this is a doctor, by the way, who, after I saw him, to- well, in the middle of when I was seeing him, told me he had to go, right? He told me, oh, he was late for something. And he left the room with me. And he... In- I didn't do it. He continued the conversation about private personal details in the corridor of the surgery <laughs> and out into the reception. So this is what's going on there. But anyway, this is a separate wow. issue. Okay. 
But I agree with the sentiment of the man's T-shirt. Twitter, nobody cares what you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. If you wanted to update people on the minutiae of your life, why didn't you, I don't know, pursue a path to celebrity? Which I don't know. You might be trying to use this podcast for now. I thought we had established that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I'm a minor celebrity. So who do you... I who class you, myself as So what are you endless. tweeting each day then? Um, I, it's quite... Just had a shit. Banal. Yeah, it's, it's pure banality, to be honest. Right, okay. It's, but, you know, some people will lie occasionally. But anyway, if you do use Twitter, we can be found <laughs> on it. We very much welcome yeah, your tweets. Please join us, and we may well reply. Yeah. But we are minus liberty, so yeah. it's probably unlikely. You're Twitter-using bastards. <laughs> uh, do you want to, you had an announcement to make? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> as some of you might have seen on Twitter, and also on Facebook, um, this month, so uh, the month's just finished, which is April, um, we, we hit... The 1,000... No, the point is, in April... In April alone... In April alone, we had 1,000 downloads. In excess of... In excess of 1,000 downloads. So we very much appreciate that. What's interesting, though, is... I mean, we're very pleased with the reviews we have. We have something like 12 five-star reviews on iTunes and about seven written reviews on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bearing in mind we've had 1,000 downloads, not a lot of you are actually bothering to go onto iTunes... And, and leave a review. And we would really appreciate it if you did, because I think it was mentioned in a... Was it, didn't you say you were going to hunt people who dared and didn't? Or was that unless people didn't email the show? I've been quite aggressive with the listener this week, aren't I? I, I apologise. I was thinking that it was, it was about to turn nasty. You did threaten to hunt down... I did threaten to hunt people down, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm still making a personal vendetta against the, uh, the man from the Isle of Man. The man from the Isle of Man um, who, only ever d- who abandoned us after one download. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I will find him. Okay, but anyway, that's so obviously any other big milestone, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, we'd like to do this. The, uh, surely our aim has got to be in May to double that, to get to 2,000 downloads in May alone. Yeah, ideally. I know you think that's unrealistic, but uh, you, yep. thought, you thought the target for the 1,000 in April was unrealistic. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, that's very true. Well, we shall see. We shall Especially see. now half you alienated half our listenership. By what? By all the comments about Twitter. And I must have said, on Twitter, we only have nine followers. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, you're starting us off. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. First story um, is from the Australian News and Journal. Um, it's uh, once again from the faceless SNJ reporter. Good. And uh, it's police arrest 19 year old man after space of thefts from gardens in Minchinhampton. Now, first of all, that's because I'm just looking at your screen now. That is an extraordinary name, Minchinhampton. Yeah, it sounds like something out of a fantasy. It sounds like something out of a sort of Alice in Wonderland, or a, it's very, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, let's go yeah. off to Minchinhampton. It does actually. It's, it sounds like where minches are from. I don't know what a minch is. It's kind of a cross between a midget and a Grinch. It's a grumpy midget. A wooden seesaw with a pink base. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just going to carry on. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, a wooden seesaw with a pink base, a large wooden picnic table. Uh, a wheeled host point co- coil and a dis- disabled parking sign. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've only just really, really uh, processed what those things were. Yeah, so let me, I'll start again. A wooden seesaw with a pink base, a large wooden picnic table, a wheeled host pipe coil and a disabled parking sign are among items the police are seeking to return to their, to their right Nobody owners. cares if those things go missing. It's just one man who's stolen all these things. Right, okay. Um, officers Poor arrested woman. the 90-year-old man no, oh. um, <laughs> uh, on suspicion of theft, believing the various pieces of property were all stolen from the Minchinhampton area. A green metal public footpath sign, Good. three green plastic garden foliage balls, a children's playhouse... And a wooden bird table have also been recovered during the course of the investigation. Um, I just want to comment on these things, that, these other things that were stolen. A green metal fub- public footpath sign. Yep. Three green round plastic garden foliage balls. Yep, yep. 
What 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 the hell are they? What I'm is the garden so, foliage ball? Like, as far as I know, it's it's a green ball that has oh. compost inside it that you plant. If you can ask, like, I assume, I don't, I've no idea. Well, how, how, why, how are you making this inference, then? How are, you, how are you working it out? How do you know it's got compost in it? There's no indication of that. Because it says it's in from the garden and you put plants in it. I don't know, I've no idea. But I don't like the fact that he stole a children's playhouse <laughs> and then went onto a wooden bird table. No, but this is... Why is he okay. stealing these things? <laughs> well, to quote your good self, and I think it was about five episodes of Pockets in a Run, this area all these people are being targeted. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. No? Yeah, possibly. It does say the last two items that have been identified as have been stolen from Inchinapton Primary School of the Easter period. Why is somebody <laughs> doing stolen this? Stolen from a primary school. Do you think, because what the theory was about this stealing of the, um, or when, when people's garden furniture goes missing or whatever, or garnage, garden ornaments, yeah. is that they get sold on, you know, in boot sales and things. So is he selling these and selling them on? In which case, are you going to really sell a, a hosepipe coil? But the, if that's... It, <laughs> These items sounds like he's just trying to decorate his garden. It doesn't sound like he's trying to... <laughs> right, steal, okay, maybe go, not, through, the maybe, the, go maybe, through the theory with me then. Go okay, on. Okay, right. A wooden seasaw pink base. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay that I makes sense, that. yeah. Next to that, you've got a large wooden picnic table. Lovely. Oh, okay. Have yeah. an outdoor picnic, yeah. It needs to be gone, yeah. Okay. Hose pipe coil. Yeah, you need a hose pipe coil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Disabled parking sign. Not sure, sure about how he's doing that. Well, ma- well maybe... Unless he's inviting friends well, I think what he does is, when he's out having a drive, yeah. and he wants to park somewhere, he parks up... Sticks a disabled parking sign up with blue tech. There we go. What about that? That's a great idea. <laughs> carrying, a great idea. Not, not carrying around a badge with you, but carrying a sign. And just <laughs> stick it into the ground. I've just no idea. What else did he take for your theory? Uh, he also took um, a public football sign, three green round plastic foliage balls for plant yeah. and... and uh, the playhouse and, yeah. and the bird table. Exactly. I like the idea that he's actually just got a caravan that he just pitches up with his caravan and just puts all this stuff out the front. Maybe a man who's been thrown out by his wife... Okay. <laughs> right, but he's managed to get custody of the children, and he wants to make the the the, the caravan as, as homely as possible. So what he does when he parks, where have you got a caravan from? Well, he th- these are things I think he's been carrying around with him. I don't think that, that these are in his front lawn because that'd be too obvious. He needs to store them well, somewhere. in the back garden. It wouldn't be obvious. That it? could be, yeah. <laughs> that would be more likely. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> Not many people keep a children's playhouse in the front garden because then anybody can nick it, Rob. Yeah. Normally, people put like their it. things in the back garden where people can't steal them. You're an idiot. That makes sense. Rob has neither a back garden nor a front garden. That's what. Not to be fair, nor do I. But <laughs> <laughs> can I remember? There's well, just one. Minute. Do you remember? There's a fantastic story about about two years ago. I think it was about a man who set up a thing called Santa Land. Do you remember this? Yeah, what the, the horrendous, horrendous There's Winter like Wonderland theme park, theme park where the, they had, where they had, wasn't it, donkeys with uh, like antlers strapped to their heads? Yeah, it was that kind snow, of thing. Yeah, and the, the Santas all smoking. Yeah, 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 it was brilliant. It just sounded. I mean, it sounded like the Satan Land. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It just might imagine uh, this sort of thing. That so have they not great. said why they think things have gone missing or the mystery? That's the article, is it? Yeah, Again, that's no. What well, I don't understand about I know papers are there to report facts, but I also thought they were meant to, you know put some opinion on it or, or, or some investigation behind it. Well, I think this is what they're saying, because uh, they're just going to say, if, uh, if you believe the, the other items could belong to belong to you, please contact PC Dave Wood by Could you not Boston, claim please. that they belong to you? you? That way you could get hold of all of them. I quite fancy the uh, disabled parking badge. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the children's sign. playhouse. The, the sign, yeah. yeah. I fancy the foliage balls. Can we give them a call after this? I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind those foliage balls. I just want to make a quick comment, though, about this again. And I know, look, you know... We've been fairly nice to all these people who've written the papers so far, well, reasonably. But this article is a good example of that. All they've done is just report 
there's a story and they've just reported it. They haven't made any comment that it's strange. They haven't, no. they haven't done any investigation or digging themselves. So I want to take you now, think about the Daily Planet. Clark Kent, Lois Lane. Yeah, okay. yeah, they yeah. worked for the paper. Yeah. They went off like detectives and investigated things, buried deep into things, got to the bottom of things, mm. right? Yeah, okay. The journalists in these papers are no Clark Kent or Lois Lane. No, true. Either way, we could get a free playhouse out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Rob, do you remember your story last week about the the people who were dressed up in... Well, they weren't Downton Abbey costumes, but they're of that time. Yeah. Stealing people in the car park and the horrendous e-fits. Do you want to remind what people of the e-fits, what was funny about these e-fits of these criminals? It looked like a child of three had been playing around with Microsoft Paint. And uh, basically, if you can imagine, quite humanoid faces. um, Yeah, like quite good CGI. You're still saying humanoid. Human faces. And obviously, yeah, and and literally it just looked like they just scored a hat onto the top of it. (laughs) Using block colours. (laughs) It was was like a child, yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It was incredible. Hang on, though. But what was the story? The story was that that it was a, it was distraction theft in, in a Morrison's car park. So in a Morrison's car park, some people dressed there were up. Three of them. Three people dressed up like they're in Downton Abbey, and and that one of them distracts somebody in the car park, and the other one nicks their stuff. Yeah, basically. Which is an odd thing to do because you think you'd stand out wearing things like that, and that people would very easily identify yeah. you. Like when you're going around, I was saying, were there any witnesses? People, gonna, everybody would have seen you come and go. And apparently, no one questioned it because you know, in, I think it's in Cheltenham that thing happens quite often. Um, this story is kind of related to this. Um, the, the headline is, Can You Help Identify Christchurch Burglar? Now, Christchurch okay. is the exact area where my grandmother, my now deceased grandmother, used to live. She lived in a place called Mudderford in Christchurch. Good name. Police are appealing for information after an elderly woman was burgled at her home in Burton, near Christchurch. Details of the burglary have only just been released by police, who say the incident took place last Sunday at around 9.15pm. Officers have released an e-fit of one man who police Brilliant. believe is responsible for the burglary. The elderly woman living at the property in Treesby Close was at home at the time and disturbed the offenders in one of the rooms. They both fled, taking a purse containing cash and a bank savings book from the woman's home. Only elderly people have sort of those books. Bank savings book, yeah. yeah. Um, anyone with information should call Crime Stoppers. You want to see the fit, Rob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Would you okay. like to describe it for the listener? It's quite similar to the ones you had, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's slightly better quality, but it's equally as hilarious. Do you know what it looks like? Well, it looks like a man who could be maybe in his late 30s, early 40s. Um, Got quite a round head, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I'm not sure why he looks slightly stoned. but um, Describe the picture. What's funny about it? It looks like they've copy and pasted... A, a flat cap onto his head. Oh, like a be- it's like a beret. So, that's, what, a, that's a flat cap. He's wearing it. At, right, so basically <laughs> he's wearing, wearing a they do, It's just like the ones Rob had last week. It's a very good computer-generated face with this terrible, terrible hat on top, which is meant to look like a sort of black flat cap, but he's wearing it at a jaunty angle. Come on, it looks it's like a beret. He looks like a Frenchman, though. <laughs> he does, yeah. Look, okay, um, he would stand out a mile off, especially if it was, it was a jaunty angle like that. Comment. Penhale says... Frank Spencer. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah, see that. Uh, somebody else says, My sympathy to the lady, what a nasty experience. As to finding the perpetrators, I suggest that the police lift up the nearest stone. They'll be hiding under it in all probability. <laughs> um, this is my non story of the week. Non story of the week. Non story of the week. Um, from the Swindon Evening Advertiser. Um, it doesn't say reported it. 
This is uh, Rob Bonchini Primary School partially closed. Rob Bonchini? Yeah, it's a Is it Chaney, like Dick? Because no. it's spelled famous Dick It Chaney. is Chaney. Rob, I think Rob it's Chaney. Chaney. It's been you. closed to some pupils following a lead theft. A lead theft? Yeah. The materials were stolen from the roof. Uh, the closure affects pupils in reception, year one and year two. Keep checking the website for more information. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire story. Four it. sentences. I'm just looking at it now on the screen. That is quite remarkable. That's it's the amazing. shortest story we've ever had. Yeah. They found it intensely boring, obviously. But they've used the phrase lead theft as if like a lead theft is a common occurrence. You know, like the word a mugging? Yeah. Or a burglary. A lead theft is something we... Oh, we've had another lead theft this week. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do with lead after you've stolen it? Well, lead is... I think it's, you can quite sell valid. it on. It's, it's quite valid. Yeah, why is there lead on the roof? But why is it partially closed? Why does it partially close the school and affects reception year words and year two? Why doesn't it affect the whole school? Because they must have had to cordon off this a particular area around that... I don't know. Maybe they're all taught on that bit of the roof. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. But uh, I've, I've, I've checked the website and there's no more information on there, so uh, the uh, the investigation continues following the the lead theft. Well, I'd like I'd like this to be followed up. Do you want to follow this up? Well, if, if you get a follow-up story, well, I, I don't know, will the London advertiser bother, bother to? If this was Clark Kent on Lois Lane, they'd be down there, Rob. They'd be on that on the, the lead on lead roof, dusting for prints. Yeah, yeah. And you still the haven't children. answered my question about what you do keeping lead on the roof. It's, it's good. It's good. It's it's um, lead quite heavy. Uh, well, it is, yeah. But also, it's because it's very, very resilient, um, the water just runs off. Okay. So there you go. Oh, this is this is a short, short one because there are no comments. This is from the Bournemouth Echo. Okay. Um, there's no author attached to the article. Uh, pool man banned from making nine 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 calls. <laughs> And, uh, right, okay. and just just want to clarify because you did mention in an earlier story once where I mentioned a pool man. You said, "How is it a pool man or a man who lives in pool?" Oh yeah. No, it's a man who lives in the area of pool. He doesn't. He's not got any affiliation as far as I know to any swimming pool. He's not a pool man. He's not no. a pool guy. He's a he man doesn't skim the pool with those big nets looking for leaves. No, no, he doesn't do that. Okay. Well, he might do. I mean, I don't. know. A pool. Judging by the story, it's unlikely that he does. Right. A pool man's catalogue of nuisance behaviour is seen him banned from his home. From his own home. Banned from his home? Yeah. For three years. Under a court order, Graham Cheverton, 60, of Mansfield Road, has also been barred from contacting the emergency services unless for a genuine emergency. His unacceptable behaviour ranged from banging on the walls of his flat at all hours <laughs> of the day and night, verbally abusing neighbours and banging on their doors. Nice. He is also alleged to have smeared his blood on their doors, been drunk... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Being drunk and disorderly, set fires in his property <laughs> and made nuisance 999 oh calls to the OFC services. Imagine living next door to this guy. He's beating on the wall day and night. You come out, you've got his blood on your on your on your uh, door. Can I make can I make a point though? If he'd set fire to if he started a fire on his own property, he would need to call the emergency services. He would, yeah. Maybe that's why he's doing it to have a reason to call them. I'd like to just mention at this stage that Rob and I, well, Rob doesn't work in the same building as I, same place as me anymore. But we have a shared colleague who who used to have horrendous problems. He lived in Manchester with a oh, with God, a nuisance yeah. neighbour. And what he told me is that this guy that he lived next door to, who to be fair was you know actually mentally ill, he used to play relentlessly, twenty four hours round the clock at top volume, again 
and again and again the Dallas theme tune. And this led to a confrontation where this, this person we know eventually lost it, went round to the guy's house and threatened to kill him. Um, and so you imagine all day, all night, dun 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 he was previously barred from his home in August 2009, returning in July 2011 when the order expired. So this is, since July 2011, he's managed to do all these things. <laughs> in 2004, when Shiverton appeared before Bournemouth magistrates, he was granted an interim ASBO, uh, and basically he told a psychiatrist that he sometimes drank up to a bottle and a half of vodka a day. At the time, he had previous convictions for 20 offences, most of which related to persistent offences of harassment, and he turned to alcohol after increases in medication he had been taking for psychiatric problems were stopped. A neighbour at the time said, Most of us have tried to be quite nice to him, but he's just very abusive, and he's made everybody's lives a misery for far too long. He's a nice man when he's sober, but when he's drunk, he's so vicious. <laughs> so, he's been banned from his home, and... Uh, there's some poor, unfortunate people living somewhere in the country, and he's about to <laughs> Howdy, neighbour! <laughs> okay, Rob, we have a listener email. Who's it from? Um, it's my friend Rob. Who... Oh, so it's a friend now. So it's, still, it's still a listener. No, okay, yeah. You didn't ask him to do it if he just independently... He, no, did, yeah, he, so he's he, a fan of the show, is he? He is. He's, I think he's actually listened to all the episodes, but uh, it was his game that we promoted a few weeks back. And, uh, oh right! So in return for us promoting his uh, his game, which indoctrinates young people into the art of war, the art of war. Yeah, and, uh, he, he think, sent us a story. He did send it. Obviously, he's this is a story that uh, he's found. This from quite some time ago. It's from two thousand eight. So it's, it's not current affairs, but uh, this is a story from his local area. Uh, the story is from the Lancaster Guardian's website. Um, there's no journalist. The headline is... Isn't it Lancaster? Well, it depends where you're from in the country. Oh. I, can say, I can say... I don't care. Lancaster, if you want. No, it's all right. Okay. Semi-naked man runs riot in city centre. <laughs> Good. Yes. Um, a Lancaster man wandered semi-naked around Lancaster, <laughs> slapping passers-by and throwing cakes at a market store holder a, cur- a court heard on Wednesday. Throwing cakes? Throwing cakes. Brilliant. <laughs> William Kitchen, 34, of Penny's... William Kitchen? <laughs> William Kitchen... <laughs> Yeah. Not owner of Fiesta Kitchens, is he? I don't think so, no. Um, 34 Penny Street was spotted near St Nicholas Arcade at 8.15am 8, 8 on May 10th. A woman saw him walking towards her wearing only boxer shorts. Uh, Mrs Carolyn, I think that's Cragen, uh, prosecuting, said, Defender put both his hands on her shoulders and had a tight grip of her. He took his hand and started stroking her hair. <laughs> <laughs> the woman ran away and called the police from a newsagent's shop at the entrance of St. Nicholas, St Nicholas Arcade. Kitchen then wandered dazed and confused up to the market square. On the way, he punched and slapped passers-by. <laughs> Brilliant. He thinks he's playing Grand Theft Auto. He does, That's yeah. what I do when I play Grand Theft Auto. You just walk down the street and you hit people in the head. Exactly. I don't actually play it anymore because I'm sick of the mindless violence. Miss Craigan said that the owner of the Yummy Cupcake Company noticed a man uh, staring at her only wearing his boxer shorts. <laughs> he then swiped his arm across the cakes, 12 boxes with six cupcakes in each, that all went on the floor. He picked up one box and threw it at her, hitting her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like such a, it sounds like it was... Uh, They've painted such a vivid picture. Yeah. And also it sounds like it's, it's quite a frenzied attack and all he really did 
It's no, I think it's very calm. I think the whole thing he does, he can't have anything frenzied about it. No, There's no banshee screaming. It's all just pick up the cake and just throw it at her cheek. Yeah, just true. no expression, no, no no emotion. Yeah, you're right. Um, Kitchen was eventually arrested. Mrs. Craig, in an interview, said he remembered taking a quantity of Exit tablets and had also been drinking. Oh, good. He had no uh, recollection of, of parading through the city like this. Kitchen pleaded guilty to one uh, charge of criminal damage, six charges of assault, and one of the de- indecent exposure. I don't think decent exposure. Just wearing boxes. He's walking through the... T- he Hang went on a just boxes. Well, Hang on a minute. At a beach, a man will just wear a pair of swimming trunks. What's the difference? It's not indecent exposure. If you're walking through the centre of town... Have you seen some of the things people wear out? Or the lack of things people wear well, out? Well, that's, that's, just... that's just shortage for you. Yeah. Um, if you saw some walking through the middle of London with just a pair of boxer shorts on, you wouldn't question that. I'm just thinking that if you walk, if you were in some areas in the world, there would be cities where people might walk around wearing their swimming trunks. Yeah, that's I true. Don't I suppose. Oh no, I mean I must admit, on a hot summer's day, when I've been saying, down in the indecent exposure resorts. suggests that he did expose something indecent. Just because not his cock out doesn't mean that. That would have been a Mr. David Harding, defending, said he regrets his behaviour and expresses his remorse. Uh, after reading pre-census reports, uh, Chair of the Bench, Mr Robert Webb, imposed an 18-month uh, community supervision order on, on Kitchen. Kitchen was ordered to pay 53.46 compensation for the cupcakes. 53 pounds? <laughs> 46 pence? How did they work that out so exactly? I don't know. Uh, 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 that must actually. have been exactly how much it cost. I right, assume okay. so. And uh, he must also pay 50 pound court costs. I feel sorry for him. I think well, well, at first I thought it was going to be like the man who was smearing blood on his neighbour's doors, that he was psychiatrically ill. But he wasn't. He just happened to take some ecstasy. And... But that means, Rob, we can all do this. Right, here's a question for you. Would you not like, genuinely, would you not like to have the experience of actually that sort of Grand Theft Auto thing, maybe not the boxer shorts thing, or even maybe just New York shorts, and just go out now to, the, to a city centre, randomly slap people, throw yeah. cupcakes at them, and basically just have to pay a hundred quid all in for the experience? Do you know what? I think I'd actually do that. I like, you get a criminal record, though, as well, don't you? Uh, well, you get a community service order. That's a criminal record, though, isn't it, presumably? Yeah, there would be, yeah. Yeah, so that's the downside. I do like, I would like to go to a woman and just start stroking her hair randomly. Would you? she ran off. Right. Yeah. But then I'll do that anyway, so it would make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, well, thanks for that story. That was brilliant. Yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this story I meant to report ages ago, because it's from the 12th of April. But I kept missing out. It kept getting bumped off my list. But it okay. is a great story because there's a certain there's a certain particular part of it which I find very intriguing. Okay, it's from the Bournemouth Echo. It's by Julie McGee, Bournemouth burglar caught after his DNA was found on drinks carton. <laughs> a bungling burglar was caught after leaving vital evidence on a straw in a discarded drinks carton <laughs> at the scene of his crime. Bournemouth Crown Court heard how Sonny Foster. Also known as Sonny Lewis. Sorry, Sonny Foster just sounds dodgy. Sonny Foster's a great name. <laughs> had broken into an unoccupied property on the resort's West Overcliff Drive on the night of September the 25th last year. Foster, 29, from Boscombe, who has amassed 21 convictions <laughs> for, for 40 offences, admitted a single burglary charge. Right. Prosecutor Stuart Ellicott said copper piping and a water tank had been stolen. <laughs> Sorry. Damage. Stole a water tank. <laughs> <laughs> Damage. You know how big a water tank is. Damage caused by water flooding the downstairs of the property was estimated up to nine thousand pounds. 
Mr. Ellicott told the court how crime scene investigators had found a drinks carton in the loft of the burgled home <laughs> and DNA evidence from a straw had led to Foster's arrest. Defending, Nigel Mitchell said Foster had broken into the house to fund his drug habit but kept away from crime for more than six months while he took part <laughs> in a drug treatment programme, stressing he's clean and doing really well. Describing Foster's record as shocking, Judge John Harrow told him he deserved to be sent to prison but added, it is in the public interest if possible to try and wean you off drugs. It is down to you. You have been lucky today. He imposed a 12-month community order with supervision for 12 months and a six-month drug rehabilitation requirement. Foster thanked him as he walked out of the courtroom. Now, before I just get onto the comments, Rob, the single real bit of that story was why on earth would you break into a house and steal copper piping and a water tank? That, to me, suggests it's a burglary for the sake of a burglary. <laughs> you've gone into a house and you've just decided to wreak havoc. He didn't need the water tank because then he went, then he went and sat up in the loft with a, with a, with a, with a carton of milk and had a drink. He just sounds like he was off his head. It does because I mean, surely if if, if he's, he's not clean, he was all, he was off his head. Surely it's not he was trying to fund his habit. That's why. I'd why would it. you steal a water tank? Exactly. Why can't sell that? Because surely water tank would be in the attic. He'd have to go through the house. Oh, so that's what. So that's why he had the carton of drink up there. Yeah, sorry, I'm sure. Oh, I, I assume it would be the fact there. that, that on, on the course of the burglary, he needs his, he needs his carton of umbongo. <laughs> I wish you could still buy umbongo. I really do, and you can't. It doesn't exist. I've looked it up. That or Kiora. Okay, right, comments for this article, Rob. Eye in the Sky says, Kept away from crime for six months. Wow, what an amazing achievement. What do the majority (laughs) of us do who work hard and keep away from crime for an entire lifetime get then? Oh yes, we get financially crippled, not being able to have what we want when we want it, and run ragged in the process. Who says crime doesn't pay? Rot Coddam says, (laughs) How long before we stop understanding the challenges faced by criminals and start kicking their butts till their teeth fall out? I'm sick and tired of hearing half-wit solicitors claiming an admission of persistent other offending, i.e. being a drug addict, as a mitigating circumstance. If it's please, my lord, my client should be forgiven for stealing the shotgun if he only did it so he could use it to rob a bank. Tell me, please, how that is different to he, he only commits theft and burglary so he can illegally buy, possess and use drugs. Renea, Renea, Renea says, Right. OK, I'm now beginning to think that I need to stop working, become a druggy stroke alky, sponge off people who work for a living because basically I can do what the fuck I want and get away with it. <laughs> Rather than worry about parking tickets and how am I going to afford extortionate taxes and paying for a pension that won't do me any good. Great Britain, nothing bloody great about it anymore. Next story, Rob, what have you got? Um, Swinon Advertising again. Um, Susie named as Genie of the Lamp. Okay. Go, okay, that's all it is. Um, the Wyvern Theatre, which is the main uh, theatre in Swinon. The what theatre? The Wyvern. Wyvern? Yeah, after the, the, the river Wyvern. Okay. Um, has announced that Susie, Susie Chard will join Keith Chegwin in this year's um, pantomime production uh, of Aladdin as Genie of the Lamp. Um, Susie will join the pantomime straight from the UK tour of Oliver, where she's playing Wid- Widow Corny. I, 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 I thought I, it was Widow Twanky. Was that no, this one from Oliver. I don't know a Widow Corny in Oliver. No, I think you have to have a Widow something in everything. Oh. In every pantomime. But this is Oliver, as in the, the big sort of tour and stage production. Oh, right. And that can't be a, that's not a, a big part, is it? It can't be. Um, I'm really excited that Susie has accepted the role of Jeannie, said, production, uh, said producer Dahl Black. Susie's a fantastic musical th- theatre performer with a fantastic voice, and the role will be oh, originally specific She's not just a member her. of the public. No, no, no she, 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 she's part of the Wyvern, th- the Wyvern Theatre family. Right. But the, the thing is, she's joining Keith Chegwin, the, uh, you know, the pantomime alumni, 
And, we'll, and the role will be specifically written for her in order to show off her incredible talents. Not sure if that's used some euphemism. Um, Susie has a lot of uh, theatre credits to her name and has played several sorts of fairy, good and bad, in panto productions such as, such as Mother Goose, Pinocchio, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and Buttercup the Barmaid in Cinderella. <laughs> all, all the greats. Yeah. I've never heard of Buttercup the Barmaid. No, no, nor have I. You know, in all the great fairy tales, <laughs> I don't remember Buttercup and the Barmaid. Yeah. Uh, having Susie Child as a genie has already made my uh, wish of mine come true, said theatrical director Derek Aldridge. I can't wait to see her take the, um, the Wyvern stage by Storm in Aladdin. She's a brilliant theatrical performer and our audience will love her. Aladdin will boast a brand new script, singing, dancing, stunning sex, beautiful... So, stunning, stunning sex. sex. You sets. Did, actually, you did just say stunning sex. Right? Yeah, I <laughs> Stunning sets, beautiful costumes and abundance of comedy. And if anyone interested, Aladdin will run from uh, the Wyvern Theatre from Saturday, December the 8th to Sunday, June the 6th. January the 6th it's not going to run for 6 months so yeah why are you reporting this um this is, this is a big thing she's joining the theatre great of Keith Chegwin pantomimes make a lot of money Keith the failure Chegwin is that, is that how you see him how do you not see Keith Chegwin as a failure he did it he once did a naked game show <laughs> you tell people about that if you never saw this Keith Chegwin did well, it tell people who che- Keith Chegwin what people who don't live in Britain who is he Keith Chegwin used to be a TV presenter. Um, a failed TV presenter. So a failed TV presenter who used to do a lot of uh, Vox Pox, right? sort of outside um, interviews, that he kind of thing. He did a lot of work more recently for those like breakfast programmes. He'd be the guy who'd go around to do the competitions. Now, yes, Rob, I can, I can, can I just say, Rob, I don't, I don't really agree with your characterisation of him being... You know, people. there's a lot of money in Panto. He will be raking it in. I, I, He's more of a success than you are, or me. I could have been in Panto. Yeah, quite possibly. I'm a Z-list celebrity as well, thanks to this podcast. <laughs> oh my God, I can see the future now. I can see the it. local your anaesthetic widow, podcast. Your widow twanky in, what was it? The, the barman and the... No, uh, no, I want to be playing Buttercup the barmaid in Cinderella. Keith Chegwin is, okay, you might say, I wouldn't consider him Z-list. I'd say more like C-list. He's not a failed TV presenter. Somebody who is a failed presenter and probably does constitute more Z-list is the man who I still don't know who he is, the Welsh guy... Who fronts the the people's boss gone lottery? I still don't know who you mean, and that's the second week you've done this. <laughs> who, do you know his name? Do you got to watch TV more? It's an amazing advert. Oh, I, need, okay, I think I he's got see. something missing in his head. Is he definitely a presenter? I don't know who he is. He, 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 he and he has all these people around him who all go, "Whoa, that idiots!" As he says this. Anyway, let me just go back to the cue check. Right on Channel Five, which for those who live outside the the the, uh, the UK. Channel 5 is the channel that you'd watch if there's nothing else on. Um, he was asked to present a pilot, I'm not sure when there's a whole series, of a TV show that was based in sort of a, a jungle-esque setting, and they had sort of uh, various physical tasks, but the, the twist was both the presenter and the contestants were naked. Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, I'm not, not sure what well, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the first episode, um, he didn't look good naked. I, I'm sorry, Keith. I apologise for that comment. Listen, to, what, like, what did you mean? Oh, I'm sorry, Keith. You're not part of the, the celebrity circuit. Might be soon. Oh, if I get God. to play Buttercup the Barmaid, I'd be rob well up there. And then you can then you can really, you know, then you can be one of those lovely celebrities who has a Twitter account 
and telling people about the banal minutiae of your life. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. What, but what happens, Rob? If this does happen, you might even, I don't know, you might be at some schmoozy sort of get-together up in, up, in, up in West London, some opening of some event. You might get chummy with the guy from the People's Postcode Lottery adverts. And, and what will we do? As soon as you listen to our podcast, it will drive, it'll drive a wedge between the two of you when he knows that we, we, were taking the piss out of him. Well, I'd like to be at a party and just hear, Oi, Davis! <laughs> yeah. I'd just see a really uh, infuriated Keith Chegging running across with his, uh, his peck right. <laughs> <laughs> this story is another story from the Bournemouth Echo. It had 155 oh, Okay. Now, I want you to sh- and the listener to see the dedication which I put into this show because yesterday I must have spent what, an hour more just reading those comments and cutting them down right. to the ones I wanted. Because I could have just read a few and just used those, but I wanted to make sure I read every one because I knew that somewhere in that 155 there'd be the odd gem. Right, OK. And I did read them well, all. But I, I have to say that by the that. end of it, I felt extremely ill. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. House wrecked by gatecrashers after Poole's 16-year-old post party on Facebook. And this is by Harriet Marsh. Here's a picture of this the lad. This is becoming more common. Here's a picture of the lad. Which a lot of people have accused of looking sulky. So it's a nice denim shirt. <laughs> yeah. A pool teenager has told how his plans for the best house party ever turned sour when around 400 people turned up. <laughs> Two people were arrested in the mayhem that followed as revellers crashed his Parkston home and spilled out onto the street. Bradley McAnulty of Alexander Road said his 16th birthday celebrations on Wednesday got out of hand. Bradley, who goes to St Edward's School, said it started off with a few people bringing plus ones. I didn't see a problem with letting them in, then a larger group turned up and I said no. They opened up the side gate without me knowing and from there people just kept coming in. After a while the street was full of people coming into this house and I kind of lost control of what happened. (laughs) He posted the event on Facebook and accidentally made it public for all users to see for around half an hour. People kept turning up in packs, filling the house, drive and garden, the street and Alexandra Park opposite. Gatecrasher's boat broke the spacious detached house's back door off its hinges, pulled curtains off the rails as they climbed through the windows, <laughs> and smashed up a children's playhouse in the garden. The cost of the damage runs into hundreds of pounds of family estimates. Bradley, who says he saw people being hit with bottles, said police warned them to calm things down before 10pm, but then returned in force as partygoers kept on arriving. Bradley and Dad Michael, who came back to try and control the mayhem just before 10pm, think teenagers carried on spreading the word that there was a free house by a Blackberry messenger. <laughs> Until that point, as far as I was aware, Bradley was having a good time with a few friends, his father said. I didn't know it had all gone wrong, it just started getting silly. Every now and again, a new lot would show up. We were still tidying up until the early hours. Bradley said, I never wanted the party to be bigger than normal, and the best party ever. It's a bit of a contradiction in terms. If you want the best party ever, then you want it to be bigger than normal, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It was hard to take in on the actual night, looking at the amount of people, it got really out of hand. It was scary how quickly things can change. Out of interest, what do you think? Bearing in mind this elicited 155 comments, what do you think the sort of tone of those comments were? What do you think people's perspectives were? He's an idiot. Basically, there was a lot of that, yeah. yeah. And actually, I haven't got, I don't think I've got any comments related to this, but some people thought he had allowed this deliberately to happen yeah. so he could then go to the paper with it for some obscure reason. They also accused him of being a brat and called him brat instead of Brad. Nice. So here are some of the comments. That's clever. Um, I love this. BFG just simply says pond life all involved (laughs) (laughs) everybody involved in this story is pond life okay Uh, now you're going to laugh through the journalist you're going to laugh when you hear this name because you laughed when you heard the name last week Rudolf Hucker says (laughs) you like it don't you that that, that is a it's a good name Rudolf Hucker 
Rudolf Hucker simply says, and I think he might have said this last week as well, ha 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 <laughs> in capital letters. Uh, Wally, Wally Down says, self-righteous crowd, aren't you? Did none of you have a childhood? Get off your high horses. I've no doubt the lad and his family will look back with amusement in years to come. One life live it. Termal69 says, it's no high horse about it. My five-year-old granddaughter would not make a mistake like that and then run to the Bournemouth Echo for front-page coverage. Hey. Sure, live your life, enjoy it, but don't go running to the papers because you act like an idiot. Sorry, what? He's comparing his five-year-old granddaughter to a 16-year-old. He's only saying his five-year-old granddaughter would not have even been so stupid to have done this. What, advertise a party on Facebook? Dicker. <laughs> Fresh 2001. <laughs> Who needs to update their, their name, I think, a bit. Yeah. Fresh 2001. Nice, um, I like that. Simply says... Best night. I was there and the police were... <laughs> I was there and police were abusing people. I saw a policeman just let his dog attack this guy because he wasn't leaving the area fast enough, even though he was in front of everyone else. I wished I filmed it and only a few people destroyed the house. Most people were okay. Only a few people destroyed the house. <laughs> Jade Lou says, I live on this road and I can't believe how disrespectful these teenagers are. I am only a few years older and I never would have dreamed of doing this. They were throwing glass bottles at police and at people's cars. I had a load of verbal abuse from a few lads whilst I was trying to sweep the glass off my driveway. I feel sorry for the lad, but at least he knows never to post anything like that on Facebook again. The visitor says, Brill, I have just seen his Facebook page. So this is currently. Okay. It says, prepare yourself for this. Sorry to all my friends who are upset by the gate crashes who spoiled my party last Saturday. To make up for it, I'm having another party this Saturday. <laughs> Says, where's Wally? He's in Alexandra Road pool. Well done, mate. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> HRH of Boscombe says, um, I think he's an idiot running to the local press to express how stupid he is. It was the same 20 years ago with teenage house parties and word spread quick enough without Facebook or mobile phones. This guy obviously wanted to get it out of control and then get his face in the paper with some kind of teenage status. If not, he really shouldn't be allowed to brush his teeth without supervision. Far less touch the net. It's not about a teenager having a laugh. It's about an idiot looking for notoriety. They they are so unforgiving. They are. How is it, it's quite easy to do that on Facebook. Phil1901 says, another person who needs to update their, yeah. their, their, their name there, another classic example of the selfish me, me, me <laughs> generation. A stint of national service would soon sort these feral kids out. Jeez, these awfully seems the comments from last week. Let's see them ride around on mopeds and kick people's fences down in Afghanistan. I <laughs> used <laughs> Aisha Triple Two says, I've been living in pool all my life, a staggering 37 years. I was walking my beautiful Chihuahua Jack Russell Cross on the night of. <laughs> on the, I'm not sure I'm laughing at that. On the night of Bradley's party. I walked past Bradley's house and I noticed a young girl, aged between 15 and 17, excrete on a nearby flower bed. <laughs> I am appalled. Oh, she could be caught and sentenced. She should be caught and sentenced to prison for indecent exposure. Yeah, that's indecent exposure, Rob. Not wandering around in your boxer shorts. That's what you saw. And Big Tone says, The bog was blocked on the National Express number 35 today. <laughs> so, is that his, his response to the previous comment? No, no, the comments are just taken out of the 155. For some reason, there was a comment on there that just said that. <laughs> okay. And, Alright, so should we wrap things up, Rob? Yeah, let's do that. Do it then. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, as always, we want your uh, your comments, uh, so please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, also, Rob, I have to comment on something. 
worse. It's extremely unfortunate. Why? I don't think you've noticed this. It's actually quite horrendous. I'll tell you right now. What? Rob has come over today wearing a Swindon Town uh, football strip. Very nice it is too. It's, it's, it's Just the top, but the whole strip. It's, it's, it's not wearing <laughs> shorts and boots. It's wearing a top. And it's got the Samsung logo on it. It's got the Adidas and Swindon Town thing. Um, it is... <clears throat> The, uh, presumably Adidas who make it it's been made out of a specific material and that material which is printed at the bottom of the t-shirt is called um, Klim Alight the problem is Rob and I don't know if you've noticed this and I don't know if Adidas have noticed it but if you look at that word Klim Alight look at the L and look at the I and that looks like a U it looks like Come Alight because <laughs> I just looked at your top and saw and thought why the hell does the bottom of Rob's football strip <laughs> say Cumalite, C-U-M-A-L-I-T-E, <laughs> which sounds like some horrendous sort of birth control um, product. Uh, it's because it's white clean. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Vagisil, which I always find very funny. Um, okay, right. let's write the podcast. What, we want your emails. Can you please email your yep. stories? From, right, so I'll we'll reiterate again. We're, we're getting them in slowly, but let's say you're from Houston in Texas, or let's say you're from uh, Yorkshire. Have a look online at your local news site and look for any stories that you find funny or amusing and email them to us or our email address and we will read them mm. out also if you go on to if you like the show we would love for you to go onto iTunes find our podcast and write a review for us you can actually leave those reviews anonymously mm-hmm. you can leave them under a nickname and we would really love you to leave positive preferably your reviews and write-ups and if you read them if you write them you know we'll read some of them out and they really help uh, boost our rating so we'd really appreciate that if you leave a comment (coughs) on facebook or on twitter i will endeavor to get back to you i I do read them all it's just uh fortunately the last few weeks has been a bit busy but we'll endeavor to get back to you now last week we said as as regular listeners will know rob is going to spell out our email address localanesthetichpodcast.gmail.com rob is going to spell out the word anesthetic so everybody can spell it in the nato alphabet each week, Rob sets me a challenge. Now, last week, we agreed to, to turn the tables on this, but we both forgot, and Rob's already thought of a challenge for me, so we're going to do that next week. So, sorry, anybody who's waiting for Rob to be challenged. I will challenge him next week. Okay. Right, Rob, do you want to spell out the word anaesthetic? <coughs> it's the British spelling in the NATO alphabet. Okay. It is Alpha November Alpha Echo Sierra Tango Hotel Echo Tango India Charlie. Very good. Well, yeah. that, was, that was, yeah. I think, I think when I do it, because I've heard you say it so often, I think I'm going to be able to do it pretty competently next week. Okay. Now, you've thought about my challenge. I'm ready. And yeah. I, I, I want to apologise to everybody for how appalling my attempt was last week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get... This is going to be amazing, my performance now. Okay. You ready for this? I am. Okay. So this week, oh, your task is drinks. Drinks? Yeah. Alcoholic or otherwise. Okay. Uh, now, there's one beginning with A, something like A. Absinthe. Absinthe. Yeah. Absinthe. Yeah. Okay, that's my, that's that. Okay. N. Drinks. Oh, this is interesting. Nesquik. This is quite a cocktail we're building. Absinthe. Beginning with E. Oh, you've already thought of one with E, haven't you? It could be hot drink, it could be... Why am I so bad at this? Uh, uh, I'm just not worrying about your mental capacity. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Your, your, your cognitive skills are slipping. Eggnog. That was mine. Is that, oh, is that a drink? Yeah. Uh, something beginning with S. That's got to be easy. Easy, think! Smirnoff. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, tea, I'm going to go for a slightly unusual one. Ting. 
You ever had a ting? We used to drink ting when I was at school. You can find it in the ethnic food section now in your local Sainsbury's. I think I've had it. It's a fizzy grapefruit drink. H. Isn't it Hennessy? Hennessy is a type of brandy. Because I used to listen to a lot of rap. <laughs> lot of used yeah. to talk about Hennessy. You can have Hennessy, yeah. Good. Uh, could have had lots of things, like I presume, there. Hot chocolate, would that have counted? Yeah, Horlicks. Horlicks, yeah. Um, uh, eggnog, again. Ting. Something beginning with I. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got one. All right, don't make me feel bad. <laughs> Iced tea? Yeah. Can I have that? Iced tea's fine, yeah. Uh, and C, do it on my own. Oh, I've got an easy one. I want to think of a more interesting one. Cranberry juice. <laughs> that was worth waiting for, I'll be honest. What, what were you going to say? What would you have had to say? It's cola. I mean, after... Oh, yeah, Coke. <laughs> Did you only think of that? Didn't even think of Coke. No, the one oh. I was thinking of was cranberry juice. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So just going back through those ingredients, Rob, I mean, that is some cocktail, isn't it? Uh, let's just look at what we said would go into it. Okay. Absent. Yep. Uh, what, what did I say for him? Uh, you said... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 that's quick. Okay, so absent Nesquik, another dash of absent. Yeah, uh, eggnog in yeah. there as well. Yeah, lovely. Uh, what did I say for us? Um, you said, uh, ooh. Um, do you notice how I do this after to check your bloody memory skills? Uh, you can't even remember what I said. I'm too busy thinking of answers to feed you. Should we just go for soda? I didn't say that. What did you say? I can't remember what you said. I, I smell off. Oh, that'll give it a kick. Yeah. Ting. Ting. <laughs> uh, what did I say for H? Uh, you said. Um, <laughs> We joked about Horlicks and hot chocolate, but you also said... I uh, said hot chocolate. Uh, yes, yes, you did. I did. I think e I did. was eggnog. Yeah. Ting. What did I say for I? Iced tea. Iced tea and, and cranberry juice. juice. That is some cocktail, and we call it the anaesthetic. Because it, it renders you unconscious. It renders you absolutely <laughs> unconscious. Uh, okay, um, is there anything else left to say? Uh, no. Okay, then. God bless everybody. Have a good week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.